What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Behind the Birds podcast. Here with me today, Nader, Nade G, Nod, Nader. Nader, how what you else, doing? What else we got? Nade shot. Uh, Nade shot. Too much uh, the credit se- there. <laughs> the second or third best person on this podcast. Uh, I'll take. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take second or third out of four. Then we got. He says. Then we got Max, Maximilian, Max Maximus. Dog. M dog Maximus, whatever. Max, how you doing? I'm actually doing pretty good. Like then honestly, got... like you can't be okay. mad, Donovan. We have didn't... football this week. Okay, I didn't really ask. Okay, what oh you? I'm God. sorry. Um, and then we have me, the king, the goat. Come on, the best host of Behind the Birds podcast. The best, by the way, the best Eagles podcast on Instagram. Yeah, way. that's right. The uh, and and the only by the way the only Eagles podcast. The only on Eagles Instagram. podcast. There on are Instagram. no other ones. No, uh, nobody else copied us. But anyway, you know it's me, Donovan. I'm sure you guessed that at this point. But today we haven't pod. We haven't done a pod in what two weeks now? A couple weeks. Yeah, we did like a preseason one, but I think Just everybody we are, sort we are of felt so like busy. It's we're yeah, busy school, and like school starts. School started so. The preseasons also this year was just so boring. Like there was nothing, especially for the Eagles. There's no nothing was happening. Besides the first game, and we potted after the first preseason game. But besides that, none of the starters played. Like almost every game, which is smart. Which is we were gonna pot after the second and third preseason games, but there was really nothing to talk about. Really, besides like Flacco and Mullins and you know stuff like that. Yeah, who wants to talk about them? Yeah, maybe we talk about Carter Mitchell though. He didn't play, but right. Yeah. yeah. Can I really quickly on Minshew? I just before I know we got a season preview upcoming. We're gonna talk about Dallas. Goddard. Oh yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk. We got the season preview coming up on this pod, and we also got we're gonna break down the fifty three man roster that came out last week that we didn't get to address. So we'll get into that. But Nader, go ahead. Go into yeah, your on Minshew. On Minshew, I've been seeing a lot of people, and like to be completely frank, it's it's more of the uh like non Eagles specific accounts or media personalities as in like people who are Philly sports related, but not specifically Eagles centric suggests that the Minshew trade means the Eagles don't believe in Jalen hurts oh, for no. some reason. I mean, it's cra- like, look, the Eagles gave it- up, the Eagles gave up a, a conditional sixth round pick for this guy who was buried in the depth chart in Jacksonville. He's going to come here to be a, he's, he's literally listed as a third string quarterback. And that's what Sirianni said when in the press conference after they acquired him, they traded for him because they should have traded for him. It's a low, it's a it's a small contract young guy who, when he's played, has been highly efficient and can't really stick in the place that he's currently at. This is when the Eagles say they're a quarterback factory. This is what they it's mean, a, right? They're just they're just grabbing assets. It's a low risk, high reward. And yeah, exactly. So I don't think this reflects yeah. at all on Hertz. I don't think Minshew's going to see it at all this year. And they they already got their compensation back too for the trade. So. Right. I mean, it's it's on not the Matt Pryor deal. Yeah. Right. It's not. They lost yeah. well, like a seventh too, but still. The seventh. I mean, look. But who cares? It's a six, like, you're not getting anybody. You're not getting better than Minshew with a sixth round pick. Oh, no, I, I agree. Just, like, I agree. I like yeah, the, the whole, trade. I like the it's trade. a great the trade. Thing, and and I think it's like I I heard Birds of Friends, the Athletic Pod, talk about this, but it's sort of like a, it's sort of like an overreaction to the. Every time the Eagles acquired a quarterback when Wentz was here, everybody would re- would be like, wow, you know, like, is Wentz going to be paranoid by this? Is he going to be threatened by this? Whereas it's the opposite for Hertz, who kind of embraces that competition, doesn't care who's in the room with him, is going to go out there, compete and win the job. And so I-, I think we're sort of still playing like we still pretend like Carson Wentz is here. The fact that Gardner Minshew is here 
is not a threat to Jalen Hurts, and nor should it be. And I don't think Hurts views it that way. I don't think the Eagles view it that way. So just I wanted to get that out of there. Gardner Minshew is not here to be a starting quarterback. He might be the third string quarterback. He is the third string quarterback. Gardner Minshew is here to be the backup next year. I don't think I don't I don't think Minshew I don't think Minshew dresses up for a game this season. They are not paying Joe Flacco three million dollars to be the third string quarterback. Gardner Minshew is here so that he can be the backup next year. And so he has a year of familiarity with the offense. Whether that's a backup to Jalen Hurts, whether that's a backup to a rookie, whether that's a backup to Russell Wilson or another veteran quarterback, Sam Howe, what whoever it is. That was kidding. That's that's why Gardner Minshew is here because they don't perceive J- if Jalen Hurts is the guy, then he's the guy. If he's not the guy, they're going to trade him. And Joe Flacco is only here for the year, so they need a they need a young, cheap quarterback for next for next year as the backup. And th- I mean that's the plan. That's that's who they uh, this is who they got, and this is who they're going to ride with. One. All right. So now, I mean. We'll pretty much go into, we won't go too in detail with the 53-man roster because we kind of predicted most of what was going to happen in previous podcasts, but we'll kind of just go into the, because there was a bit of, a little bit of shockers throughout the roster, so we'll kind of go into that a little bit, and we'll give our thoughts on some of the guys that made it. So, at quarterback, I mean, we didn't really predict a trade for Gardner Minshew, you know, so that happened, you know, Hurts, Flacco, Minshew at, at uh, quarterback, Running back was a bit of a shocker with Jordan Howard not making the, the final 53 men. You know, with Carryon Johnson getting cut a couple weeks ago, it was kind of a – kind of Jordan Howard kind of took that fourth roster spot in most people's eyes and just didn't work out. So they're keeping three running backs on the roster right now. I mean, it's got Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, obviously, and Boston Scott. So Yeah, and, and I think Howard – I mean, you were just referencing this, but Howard's going to play this year. It's just he's going to stay on the practice squad and they'll elevate him when they need him. But, yeah, it's it's – I thought he was going to make the team, but he effectively is. He's just, he's not in demand in the league. Nobody wanted Jordan Howard. It was just the Eagles. So they're going to take the chance of, you know, adding an extra roster spot, you know, basically like they can stash him on the practice squad because nobody's looking for him. Yeah. And, and, and for wide receivers, they kept five on the roster, which is less than what they normally do. I was surprised Uh, they didn't pick one up. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised they still have it yet. I mean, yeah, very kind of weird, but, but we saw Kamara Hodge, who's some guy I mentioned in the group chat. He went, I think, what was he? I think the Lions at seven. So they could have gotten him if they wanted to in the waivers. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, obviously you got Devontae Smith, Rager, Watkins, Greg Ward. You know, there was a lot of question marks surrounding JJ Arcega Whiteside. I kind of figured, you know, we all kind of, the four of us figured he was going to make the roster. Yeah. After he had a, he had a pretty good training camp. His his work ethic, his work ethic, was praised from the coaches. Dude, the freaking forty two yard touchdowns will make, help to make the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, look, you know, like Trav- Jay Jaws. has been a good practice player for a while. It's just, you know, he gets extra shots because he's a second round pick. And that's, I know you're about to get into Fulgham, but like that's why I made the roster over Fulgham. Right. Yeah, and you know, Fulgham. There's a lot of again question marks around why Fulgham didn't make the team. You know, Fulgham had a lackluster camp. He had a lackluster summer. And he's been having – I mean, that's why his, his snaps got cut right. earlier right. Last, last year. Yeah. Well, I think I think it could have also been Alshon coming back. It was a combination to, of the two, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to remember because because I remember Fulgham having those stretch of three or four games or whatever. I think it's Alshon, also telling with the whole Fulgham thing. 31 teams passed on him in waivers. Yeah, that's right. He's on the Eagles. That. Eagles and and it's not like he's getting paid any money, so they could have easily yeah. gotten him. He led the team in receiving last year, so I mean, 
which is crazy. I mean, they yeah, were a disaster it actually last year. is crazy. Yeah. Look, and I, and I was a big Fogelman for a long time, and I had him off my 53. I, at some point, mm-hmm. I sort of saw the writing on the wall. But, like, the guy's just not – obviously, they're co- two different coaching staffs are not seeing what they want from him in right. practice. So if that's, if that's going to be the case, you're not – I mean, like, you're not going to keep getting shots, especially if you're an undrafted guy. Now, with tight end, I got to give credit where credit's due. Max knows where I'm going with this. Yeah, you do. That's my boy. He called it. He called it. Dallas Goddard, obviously Zach Ertz. If you would have told, if you would have told us two, three months ago that Zach Ertz would be on the team, probably would have called you crazy. Oh, I didn't. I didn't believe. I didn't believe Zach Ertz. Nader, let him recognize me a little bit. Come on, hold on. on, on. I was. I I was. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Tyree Jackson. um, He's he's going to. He's on IR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, Jack Stoll. There it is. Max called it. I'll get to I'll get that. to what I I'll get to what I called later, but That's it's fine. all right. That's one of my it's recognition. Right. It's okay. So Jack Stoll made the made the fifty three men roster. Max he's a good player. It. He's a good, he player. Is, he's a good player. Yeah, he he's a good player. He had a pretty had good two, preseason. Yeah, solid preseason. I mean, yeah. nobody really watched because everyone turned it off after maybe the first drive every game because it was. I so barely loud. watched the preseason. We have an Eagles account and a podcast, so yeah. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> it was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. I, I I threw it on, but like I didn't really pay attention. It was hard to watch. Nick Mullen yeah. still footballs. It was not yeah. pretty, but yeah. no. It's Jack Stoll, yeah. Keep going, Nate Donovan. Okay, so O-line, Jordan Mailata, Isaac Sayumalo, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Lane, Lane Johnson, Andre Dillard, Landon Dickerson, Jack Driscoll, Nate Herbig, and Brett Toth. Any thoughts on that? Brandon no. Toth, I mean, his pretty- career's kind of saved when he uh, got moved to tackle. But- yeah. Or I guess swing guard, swing tackle guard. Were you guys surprised that Sue Opeta didn't make the team? I wasn't personally, but not really. Um, He's always I, verge I, roster leaving last I, year. I'm sort of surprised my boy Nasty Nate made it. Herbig, I, 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 yeah, I thought he was going to play that. Well, I think he looked. I, know, I think he. I think he looked a little. Yeah, but he was decent last year, so I think that's what they're kind of basing. I mean, I mean he on. lost like 30 pounds, so I guess maybe they really want to give him a shot. That's what I meant. Yeah. He, he, that's he. Well, I didn't. I, I meant. I said he gained 30 pounds. Yeah, he lost 30 pounds. Um, defensive line: Derek Barnett, obviously. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Milton Williams, Ryan Kerrigan. A bit of a surprise, Marlon, to you, Paul. I don't, I still don't know. too. Yeah, I, I, I was yeah, surprised too. Below two made the right. He wasn't playing well. I mean, Tron Jackson playing very well. He deserved a spot. He earned a spot. Tui Pelotu was a bit of a surprise. Ridgeway, I guess. I mean, apparently like, he didn't Milton have a good camp. Playing well. I, mean, I don't know what to make of this. It's just sort of standard. Yeah, apparently he didn't have a good camp. So I, I don't know. But linebacker Alex Singleton, Eric Wilson, Sean Bradley, T.J. Edwards, Jannard Avery, which was a, was a little bit of a surprise to me. I didn't think he was going to make the cut. And Patrick Johnson, shout out to Jay. He called it. Yeah, I didn't think Patrick Johnson was making the team. I didn't think I so. I thought he could right? make it, but what, what's your bet, Donovan? It's like if he starts. Well, no. Well, Jay at first said that Patrick Johnson was going to start. Well, he's hurt, isn't he? Week one. I think I think I don't think they put or him it's, on. It wasn't bad. I know he got hurt. I think they said. I think they said he. They he's might. Fine. He might go on AR. IR, yeah, he's fine. I, he's I, don't, fine. I don't know. He's fine. Um. Keep but going. yeah, me and Jay kind of had a little side bet that Patrick Johnson would make the team. I didn't think he was going to. Jay said he would, and it turns out he made the team. So Jay won the bet. It's fine. Um. Cornerback <laughs> Darius Slay, Stephen Nelson, Vontae Maddox, Zach McPherson, Craig James, No Josiah Scott. He's on the practice squad. He's, he's on. Was, I, he, he's on. He's on IR right now. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, I thought he was going to make the 53 man. Did he make the initial one? No, he didn't. No, I, no, he got, yeah, no, he was actually, 
I think like that Tuesday, I think he was one of the earlier cuts. I'm pretty sure he was like one of the earlier cuts. I think he was. Yeah. No, I think he made the initial 53, then they moved him to IR. From Josiah I'm looking Scott? at my post here. Yeah, Josiah Scott. I don't think so. Whatever. I mean, we can go I, back. The point is, yeah, yeah. the point is, he'll be around. Yeah, and sa- and safety, Rodney McLeod, Anthony Harris, Kevon Wallace, Marcus Epps, no Elijah Riley. I was the only one who called that he wasn't going to make the 53 man. I just thought that they wouldn't keep five safeties on the roster. I feel like he's going to be one of the first guys up, though, if someone gets hurt. In the yeah, secondary. probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's a good special teams player. So I mean, they they love the special teams players, and uh, and yeah. So what are you guys' thoughts? Any like major thoughts on anything? Not really. You I mean, like look, out at you. Like the thing is, we spend so much time thinking about the fifty-three because there's not that much other things to think about. But at the end of the day, we're talking about guys who are not going to get meaningful snaps. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm not like losing sleep over any of this. I'm not really concerned about it. I'm glad that it's over so we can start focusing on actual things that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next. I'm excited for the season, man. Like, it's like there wasn't any surprises. People were pissed off with the whole Fogum thing. But as we said, there's third. Yeah, I think we lost Max just there. Yeah, we did. I thought it was just me. Okay. No, no, no. It's the problem with these Zoom calls, people. It's tough, man. We're living behind in this the, kind behind of the birds in in person. Very, very soon. Maybe Hopefully. one day. That would be Hopefully. sick. Maybe, maybe oh. at a, maybe at an Eagles game. Our own studio. Yeah. So I think as Max probably disconnects and try to reconnect, I think the point he was making was that you know, thirty-two other teams passed on Travis Fulgham and waivers. The Eagles played the spread. I don't think they lost anybody to waivers. I don't. You know, they obviously didn't really have their eye on anybody for the claims and the roster's shaken out pretty much exactly how you might've anticipated the guys that you thought might make the team ended up on the practice squad. The guys that you may have thought were going to be in the practice squad. Some of them made the team. And ultimately like most of these guys are being inactive anyway. And what matters is when we get to the real game. So with that being said, I know Max is going to try to try, try to jump back on, but should we go through the schedule Donovan? I think what I might do while Max is reconnecting is just run through the schedule really quickly and we can start yeah. talking about the season. I was actually, I was pulling that up now. Yeah. Yeah. Go I ahead. got it up. All right. So week one at Atlanta, 1 PM start on Fox. Uh, and that is next Sunday. So less than a week away, the season kicks off on Thursday with Cowboys Buccaneers. I don't know if you have thoughts on that game. I think we just, you know, obviously Zach Martin's a huge loss. Yeah. And... Zach Martin Cowboys right guard on COVID IL list. Um, I, I mean, look, obviously get like, vaccinated people get seriously vaccinated. get back. I mean, like, like it's like this Wentz stuff is, I think, particularly interesting. It's like Wentz for, for is putting as the leader of his team is putting himself, you know, he's putting himself, not even just like, forget the, forget the own personal health benefits of getting vaccinated. He's putting the team at risk because you have a, it's a competitive disadvantage not to be vaccinated in the NFL based on the way that rules are structured. And am I they wrong? Have to, or is the is, is also the entire Colts quarterback room not vaccinated? Or is it just one? I don't know. I, don't know I think I'm pretty is. sure I'm pretty sure I read something that they're all they're all not vaccinated. But like like if Carson Wentz comes in contact with somebody with who has COVID on a Friday or a Saturday before the game, if he's vaccinated, that doesn't matter. You know, he's got to test positive before he's pulled. If he's unvaccinated, he's pulled. Right. He can't play. Yeah. And obviously that has implications for the Eagles pick, but just as from like a competitive balance standpoint, he can't keep going out there and blaming injuries and blaming his coaching staff and demanding trades and this sort of thing when he's not doing everything in his power to give his team the best chance of winning. But that, well, that's a tangent. Look, uh, obviously I think Bucks hopefully will take care of Cowboys on Thursday. That would be good for us. Obviously Dallas, of course, 
gets a extended rest and the t- the only time they play Thursday night football on the road because obviously every year they play Thursday night football at home for Thanksgiving. So and the then they play time- the next they play the next Thursday game after that too. It's so. I mean it's so they play Thursday to start the season, which doesn't matter because the prop, the problem with Thursday night is that you get short rest and it's particularly bad for the teams on the road. So Cowboys get another gift from the NFL. Not going to dwell too much on that, but Eagles start in Atlanta, then go to San Francisco, then go to Dallas in week three. And I think that's going to be a big measuring stick game for the franchise. Atlanta's a bad team. We know that who knows how that's going to turn out, but it's week one. I expect sloppy play. We can get think- more into the matchup. Later yeah, I think I think what stands out to me, especially with the first three games, is that the Eagles and Jalen Hurts are going against three pretty bad secondaries. Yeah, you know we we know Atlanta's secondary is they they allowed the most passing yards in the league last season uh, to quarterbacks. So, I mean their secondary is awful. The 49ers, you know they lost Richard Sherman in the offseason. They just signed Josh Norman, but they lost Akella Witherspoon. Um, yeah. So, you know their secondary is also not good. And the Cowboys, we know, was on pace to be statistically the worst defense last season in the right. history of the NFL. So, yeah, you know, three three pretty bad, I, I would suspect, being the, the bottom half secondaries in the league. So uh, that's what sticks out to me in the first three games. You know, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a big first three weeks statistically-wise. So Yeah, and I, I know we're not supposed to be doing this, and I, I'm really hoping the team isn't doing this, but I already have that week three game against Dallas circled. Uh, this year is not supposed to be a year where the Eagles compete. I mean, they've got tons of dead money. The roster is very young. I'm not saying they can't, but they're not designed this year to compete. Yeah. I mean, so, it's the NFC East. So it could, so have, that's you the know, thing, they could right? win the division and then, you know, they could win the, and that's it, right? If you're going to get into the playoffs, it's going to be through the division probably. And I, I just keep looking at that week three game and saying, okay, Nick Sirianni, new, new head coach, Jalen hurts, new quarterback. Their first two games are against mediocre competition, but again, it's the first two weeks of the season. We don't know how that's going to go. Let's assume they split those games, or even if they lose both of them, right? right? Then you're coming into that game against Dallas, and all of a sudden it's a big game. It's a division game. It's against the Eagles' biggest rival. You know, there's a famous Buddy Ryan quote that says, you know, fans told me that uh, I don't care if the Eagles lose, uh, if the Eagles only win two games all year, as long as both are against Dallas. Yeah, Yeah, so, I mean, that's a big game. It's the first time that Sirianni gets a shot at the Cowboys. Peterson never had a, you know, he, he had he struggled with the Cowboys in his time here, even though the Eagles were a good team. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really eyeing that game, especially because the next week you hosting Kansas city. That's a loss. I mean, there's not really any way to slice it. There's some Tampa, games. Where you, you got start, Tampa, not too and long. Then after Tampa that. Bay two weeks after two weeks, two weeks after that, although that is a home game on Thursday night. So it's an opportunity to steal one, but the bucks are better than the Eagles. So, you know, I don't think we're going to go through and do a record prediction, but I can see us winning at, we should be able, we should be competitive in both of the first two games. The third game is a measuring stick game. They're going to lose the fourth. The fifth game is another one of those toss up mediocre team against mediocre team when they travel to Carolina. I think there's a good shot. You could be three and three at, at, by week six. You know, yeah. Week so seven. you're thinking the three wins are like Atlanta, San Francisco, Dallas, or like Atlanta, Dallas, I could say, Carolina. I could say, I could say Atlanta, Dallas, Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's also possible that they lose the Falcons and beat the Niners because they're at home and the Niners are traveling across the country playing a 10 a.m. local time start. So I'm going to say they're going to be, I'm going to say three and three with wins against Falcons, Niners, and Cowboys. And they drop on okay. the road to the, to the Panthers. But again, wow. I don't see. So, so you think we're going to start three and oh? I think we start three and oh and then collapse a little bit from there. And okay. then after the Thursday night game against the, the Bucks, 
They go on the road to Vegas to play the Raiders. Then they travel to Detroit, host the Chargers, travel to the Broncos. I think that stretch of games, I think, is going to be very crucial. I think yeah, none of those teams are that good. I right? think I mean, I Chargers think, are probably the thing the best about the Chargers. The thing about the Chargers, I really like Herbert, but yeah. I still think they're a young team. You know, I mean, they their their offensive line has gotten better, but it's just improving. Right. I, I think I think that's a game the Eagles could definitely win. Right. And and look, I mean, those are three road games against two AFC two AFC teams and a bad NFC team. I mean, like you, like you said, that's the grind of the schedule. That's the middle of the schedule. You're on the road. You're playing teams that don't have a lot of juice. You're playing teams that we don't have a rivalry with. Teams that you know, just games that are not that interesting to watch. To be completely right. frank with you. And you got to get up, make your own energy, go out there and compete. And so, you know, I think you're right. That's going to be a defining stretch in the season, especially if the Eagles come in 500 or if they come in two and four or something like that, that, that has the chance of making or breaking the season. But with that being said, I didn't want to jump too far ahead. This last stretch is really what the important part is. Yes. You have, you have the saints at home and the saints who are going to take a, what presumably is a big step back after losing Drew Brees. Then you go to the Giants for only your second division game of the year in week 12. And then you go back to MetLife the next week to play the Jets. And those are two teams that are not very good. Right. And, you know, the Jets, one of the worst teams in the league last year. These are not, it's not like you're flying. These are two drives up the I-95 to MetLife in back-to-back weeks. It's the same stadium, same routine. Then you get a late bye week in week 14, which is, you know, I, I hate that, but nothing you can do about it. And then it's four straight division games, three of which are at home. So that's really, I mean, look, if you can get into that stretch of the last six games of the season, which is at New York, at New York, bye week versus Washington versus New York, at Washington versus Dallas, if you come in 500, you control your destiny. I mean, yep. you pretty much control your destiny no matter what you do, as long as the bottom falls out in the first half of the season. But that's going to be such a telling stretch of games because presumably the division's going to be in reach. You're coming into week 12, right? right. Unless you're like, three or four games out of the division, you're coming in and you're thinking, all right, we got a shot to win this. And you're going to play every single team that's above you. If there are any teams above you. So that's really when I'm looking at the schedule, I'm thinking, all right, let's see how they open out of the gate. These first three games are going to be critical. Let's hang around 500 in the middle stretch. And then the last six weeks of the season, put your foot on the gas. And you can even extend that to the last seven weeks. Cause you get new Orleans at home, which should be a win. Yeah. Three so, out of the last four games being at home. Division games at home. So, I mean, that's incredible. That's yeah, and and the and the one that's not is in Washington. And recently, the Eagles have kind of owned Washington and Washington. So, yeah. I mean, I, I look at that, and I mean, you. I don't think you could have made a better schedule in the final stretch for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, look for sure because they also have a bye week in the middle of there. Yeah. Right. And you would have yeah. preferred to have the bye week earlier, but when yeah. you're just looking about that last stretch, you get rest. You get a rest in between. I think a I perfect think, actually, this is a question I should ask. Yeah. What do you think if you were to place the bye week in this schedule, where where do you think an ideal bye week would be? Because I already know what I would put for it. this team. Yeah. Probably around nine or ten. Okay. Middle of the year. I would say I, after the ten I would say after the Tampa game. Oh, earlier, you think? Yeah, I would say because what is that? That's week six, the Tampa game. So I would say yeah. week seven. I would say week seven for for the for the bye I week. I think then, it gets you're gonna slow because, down at the end of the year. Because then, because then you give that bye week, and then you kind of go into an easier schedule. You know, you yeah. got you got you got Las Vegas, Detroit, Chargers, yeah. Broncos. You know, 
So I, that's, yeah. that's what I feel. I usually like later bye weeks for teams that are competing because it gives yeah. you a chance to rest before the playoffs. But true, for the Eagles true, this true, year, true. I mean, look, it's sort of irrelevant. I, Max, can you hear us? He thinks he's back. Yes, yes, I'm back. Welcome back. My Wi-Fi sucks. Sorry to all the listeners all right. out there. That's all right. So we were just talking, Donovan and I were talking about the schedule. We were saying that uh, the first three weeks of, this, of the year are obviously measuring stick games. You're playing not that good competition in atlanta san francisco san francisco might be good competition i don't buy it I, have they even announced trey lance as the starter they haven't announced no, anybody gonna, i'm gonna, not it's afraid gonna be Garoppolo. it's gonna well, be drop I, I think the benefit of We've, getting a niners I mean, early in the year is had, that they're not going to be settled in they're not they've gonna had have crappy they've identity. had crappy teams the last two years two times but we've the yeah, last two injuries, times we've played San Francisco. Is a big thing with them. injuries the big thing so Injuries we'll see. The big thing I mean, us, look, so. the, the, the point is you're going to have chances in all three of the first games before you have a kind of a tough stretch with Kansas City, Carolina, Tampa Bay. But I, I also think there's a benefit of having Dallas and New York. The first game you play against them is on the road, which I always prefer because it gives you a chance to steal one on the road. And then you come back home to sweep the season series. If you come in, you know, you lose the first game on the road. That's fine. You understand where you are. You're playing against these guys. You, you know where you line up how the X's and O match up. And then you come back and you get a game at home. You feel confident in that game. It gives you a chance to go on the road, steal a game and try to sweep the season series. So I like the fact that they're starting on the road with both those games and giving them a chance to just kind of go in there with a new identity, especially that week three game against Dallas. Uh, I don't know if I have a ton of other, a ton of other takes on this schedule other than like the Eagles have like no primetime games, which is not surprising for a team that was the sixth worst team in the league last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Dallas game is is Monday Night Football. Yeah, um, then they have Thursday Night Football with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, and, and I think. That's I it think for night games. I mean, they'll have a couple of, I think, nationally scheduled 4 o'clock starts, but they only have two night games and no and no Sunday Night Football this year. And you know what? The, the schedule always changes, especially the end of the year. You know, so if, if the Eagles are competing for the division, kind of like last year when they flexed them in the two straight weeks, weeks 16 right. and 17. Right. So, I mean, it could happen if the Eagles are still in the division and – who do we play? We play Dallas week 17 and then Washington week 16. So those two games yeah, it's, could it's be 18 and 17. Know, now that the yeah. schedule. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so 18 and 17, those games could be flexed into Sunday night football, you know, see what happens. But yeah, you know, I think, I, I think, think this team will be better than people think. I agree with you, honestly. I, so I, so do I. And, and people are forgetting that statistically speaking, we have the easiest schedule in the league. Yeah. By record. So, well, that's partially because we're playing yeah, the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but also we're playing the last place teams as well. Right. Like right. Detroit, we're playing Detroit. Um Yeah. And Yeah, I mean, look, just, like there's certainly yeah, it's certainly in our hands. I mean, I don't know. That's like it all comes down this year, the whole point of this year is Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Nothing else particularly matters to me. And if those guys are good, I mean, it sets the Eagles up for a long time. Obviously, a lot of peripheral things we want to look at like Rager like the rookies, you know, Milton Williams, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, obviously their developments, Landon Dickerson, if he gets in, Mylotta. But, you know, it's sort of a transition time in the Eagles year. And if Jalen Hurts can will this team to like nine or 10 wins, get them into the playoffs and get a playoff game under his belt. I, I love that. I think you roll with him again next year. You run it back. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this. Picks. Add, add the talent. Add yeah, the talent, me, baby. me and Max have been talking about this for a long time. As, as Jay fans the flames of a uh, – potential quarterback veteran trade. Huh. He, he who shall not be named but uh you know now it's I, now 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 it's russell wilson i would t- yeah but like <laughs> look max and i've been talking about this a long time the the biggest and most valuable asset in sports is a quarterback on a rookie contract 
And if you're paying Jalen Hurts under what's his contract, like one million, one and a half, it's yeah, nothing. First, for a second round pick, especially. I mean, he's not a first round pick, so they would make right. it more. So you've got three more years of Jalen Hurts making under two million a year, and you have three first round, two and a half first round picks next year. If Jalen Hurts is above average, you oh, you, you fire on all cylinders. There's no reason why I think anybody should prefer any quarterback on 45 to $50 million a year, unless that quarterback is like Patrick Mahomes, like this Josh Allen contract that was just given out. I don't want that. I wouldn't swap Josh Allen for Jalen hurts right now, given those contract situations. Ooh. Yeah, cause, cause they're paying Allen like 50 to 60 million. How much yeah. is the deal? Like 45, 50 million. It's, I think I it's would, 45. I think it's 45. I would much rather have three years of Jalen hurts and three first round picks next year than trading three first-round picks for Russell Wilson and having to pay okay. Russell Wilson $40 million a year. That's, Look, I, okay, that's fair. And I think the Eagles know that their easiest path to a Super Bowl is Jalen Hurts being a top-10 quarterback who can elevate in big spots, and they use those three first-round picks for something else. Maybe they load up and they trade for that's, a star yeah, receiver. That's the, that's the best case scenario in any situation. I mean, I mean, like, the, 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 the every Eagles fan, for the future of the team, no matter what you think of Jalen Hurts, for the future of the team, you should be rooting for Jalen Hurts to yes. be unbelievable because yes. it would give the Eagles a lot of flexibility to keep those first-round picks. Could I mean, could just imagine the best-case scenario, Tua stinks up the joint. Right. You know, and Miami gives us a top five 15? to ten pick. I don't, I don't think Miami's going to have No, I think I – think I, but if Tua, if Tua stinks, what? how does Miami – I think Miami if Tua stinks, Miami trades for They'll still string a few wins along. It's not going to be top how, five. Most yeah, but, but how but, – There's right. a lot of injuries there. But, all right, let's say Tua does stink. Who would they, who would they trade for as a quarterback Watson. that would start? Watson. Watson. Yeah, but you can't, you, can't learn, you can't learn a play. But I don't think Deshaun Watson would, is going to be able to I play agree this with you. I, I mean, I agree with you. You might get suspended in two weeks. But, like, I, I, I think best-case scenario, realistically, you're looking at, like, a top 15 pick for Miami. Yeah. A you know, let's say the twenty second pick from the Colts. I mean, uh, the Colts could stink too. I mean, yeah, but the problem they have a lot I mean, of they have a lot of injuries let's right just now. Say, let's just say the twentieth pick from the Colts, the fifteenth pick from the Dolphins. Then you have the whatever the thirteenth pick from the Eagles, or let's say Hertz is good. You get like the seventeenth pick. You got three picks in the top twenty five first round picks. You got your own second round pick coming in next year, and you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. I mean, there's no excuse for the next two years of the Hertz rookie contract to not be all in and competing, especially when you're reaching the end of Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. You're reaching the end of these guys' primes. So if Jalen Hurts is good this year, drags the Eagles to the playoffs, nine wins, 10 wins. You load up next year, you trade one other, two of those first round picks, you go get a star wide receiver, you go get a star cornerback, you go get a star linebacker, whatever the hell you want. It is go time. It can be go time very quickly, but it could also be a disaster. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm excited to see Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. That's really it. That's what I'm looking for this season. Obviously, you know, we'll talk as the season goes about the other guys we're paying, paying attention to and who to be excited about and, and watch for. But those two guys are, are the core of the Eagles franchise for the next five to 10 years if they're good. And this is a big year for them to prove it. And they're going to have every opportunity in the world to do so. Yeah. Max, any any thoughts? Max just uh, he lost connection again. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, he's gone. Okay, yeah, now he's just. Um, yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. I just want to ask sure. you this one question. Do you have any bold predictions 
for the upcoming season. I posted my five bold predictions. A lot of people. Or your five. Or your five. Okay, so I'll read my five because a lot of people apparently just can't read. Okay, All and right. they think that they think right. that they think that I believe that these things are going to happen, and I'm predicting that the Eagles, you know. That sounds so, accurate. Yeah, Eagles fans just can't read in general. So, all right. So, I'll just I'll read off my five. So, Jalen Hurts has a good sophomore campaign, throwing for at least four thousand yards, thirty-five total touchdowns, throwing and running, and about ten interceptions, and leads the Eagles to a division title. Okay, that was one. Jalen Rager I, and I. This number two, I've kind of stated on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You guys disagreed, but this was my prediction. So Jalen Rager leads all Eagles receivers in yards by the end of the year. Okay. Um, Cause I, I believe that cause Devonte is probably going to get shadowed by most starting quarterbacks, th- you know, throughout the season anyway. Okay. So I think it's going to open up a lot of, a lot of stuff for Jalen Rager. So that, sure. that's what, that's my, that's my second one. Gainwell and Boston Scott remain somewhat involved still, but Miles Sanders breaks out for over a thousand rushing yards for the first time in his career and finishes top five in rushing touchdowns among running backs. Okay. I'm a big Miles Sanders fans fan. You okay. guys know that. Um, this one, this one, um, I actually kind of believe might happen. Um, number four, I have Josh Sweat has a stellar year and leads all Eagles in sacks and earns himself a Pro Bowl selection and a nice payday in the offseason. Okay. I like that one. I think I, I'm a big fan of Josh Sweat. I think he could really have a really good campaign. Um, and number five, in his first year as an NFL head coach, Nick Sirianni does a very serviceable job leading the team to a 10-7 and record and good enough to win the NFC East. Interesting. Yeah, I don't of- disagree strongly with any of those. I mean, like, I, I, I don't. I think the problem with the Rager take is that I still think Goddard or Ertz has a chance to sneak in there with most yards and they're still receiving targets. And I think, I think the thing with Goddard though, is, you know, you still have Ertz there and I think Ertz would get a lot of it, got a lot of um, stolen receptions and stolen yards, mm-hmm. you know? So that was my whole view behind it <laughs> on the spot. My bold prediction, I think Eagles make the playoffs is one of them for sure. I, I do think the Eagles are making the playoffs partially I, because of how the schedule lines up. Like I think I haven't seen anybody predict the Eagles to win the division. You know, it, it's crazy. I think I think I think so many analysts and people are just underrating the Eagles and this division I, I especially. Like, I think it's less that the, I mean, like for me, it's more just that like they if they go two and one in the if they go three and three in the first six weeks, which we just talked about earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and then they get to the last seven games of the season. Let's do some math here. If they go three and three, that's six. The last seven games of the season, that's 13. So those four games in the middle, right? Is, is that yeah, what I'm can, thinking of? I have the, yeah. It's the four games in the middle, right? It's 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 Las Vegas, Detroit, Chargers, Broncos. Yeah, they got to go two and two, right? Let's say they, they come out of that stretch five and five. So they're 500 in the first and 10 games of the year. You want me to read the, have, the rest? Or? No, I, I remember the rest. Okay, the last okay, seven okay. games, which is New Orleans at New York, at New York, bye week. Very good, uh, Very good. Versus Washington, versus New York, at Washington, versus Dallas. Yeah. Those seven games, if you're coming in at five and five, which we just think, talked about, is is straightforward and easy to do. I think you could win at least four. I mean, that, if you win, at, if you win four of those games, you go nine and seven, and depending yeah. on the games you win, you could have the tie break. I'm saying the Eagles are going to win five of those games. They're going to beat the Saints. They're going to beat the the Jets. Well, it'll be nine and eight, not nine and seven, technically. Nine and eight, yeah. The two losses for me are going to be uh, at New York and at Washington. 
but I think they win all the other games. The home Which game New against York? Washington at, at the Giants. Okay. They they beat the Jets. They beat the Saints. They win the home game against Washington, the home game against New York, and they beat Dallas in Week 17 to win the division at 10-7. and 7. And I don't okay. think that's crazy, right? Like, I think when you look at the Eagles and you think, that oh, they're, are they going to win 10 games? No, because off the top of your head, you're like, I, I can't find 10 wins in the schedule. But then right. you go through the schedule and you think, wow, actually, I can I can find 10, 10 wins in the schedule. I can find five wins in the last seven games, seven games. I can find two, three wins in the middle of the season. I can find two or three wins at the beginning. So it's going to be there on the platter for them. I think they start slow out of the gate and they pro- they kind of clean it up and get going as the season goes on. So my prediction is they go bold prediction uh, is they go uh, uh, 10 and seven, win the division, make the playoffs, probably lose their first game, but that's not a big deal. And outside of that, I think uh, I liked your predictions. I don't know. I, I think Devontae's yeah. going to have a big year. I mean, if I read some of these comments, I just I, I kind of want to throw my phone at, at the wall sometimes because just people just can't read, apparently. And people think that I'm living in fantasy land. That's that's one of the comments I'm reading right now is that you're living in fantasy land if you think this stuff is going to happen. That's all right. So, I mean, look, Eagles, you know, are pessimistic it's, it's, and, and rightfully so this year. Yeah. I mean, so I think I think the theme of this schedule is patience because with an added game, it's a long season. We know that, you know, if, if the Eagles start three and three and then they continue out to be five and five, like we just said, be patient. I mean, we pretty much know the division. It might be a little better than last season, but it's still the worst division in football. It's still going to be the worst division in football. Every team in this division has a big, big negative. They have a big downgrade. That's going to bring them down. And with Dallas is their defense with the giants. It's their quarterback with Washington. It's their quarterback. And with the Eagles, we don't know what hurts is, you know, we still don't know what their quarterback is. So every team in this division has some sort of, you know, thing that's going to bring them down. So, you know, if the Eagles start out three and three or five and five, just be patient. You know, like we said, the second half of the season is a lot better than the first half of the season. A lot right. of division games, a lot of a lot of teams that are very capable for the Eagles to beat. You know, we beat New Orleans last season. The the, the Saints are going to be a different team without Drew Brees and Jameis Winston at the helm. You know, teams like Las Vegas are beatable. The Chargers are beatable. Um, the Jets, obviously, you know, not a very good team with Zach Wilson. Detroit, very easy team, and Denver beatable team drew lock whether it's teddy bridgewater or drew lock so i mean the second half of the season is definitely where the eagles can make up for a slow start of the first half so yeah and i think before we go the last thing we wanted to uh wanted to talk about really briefly was dallas goddard uh he oh, mentioned yeah, yeah. today at the press conference that he thought a deal would get done by now and the eagles basically elected not to do one i, I don't I don't really know what that means. I think uh, I think it's a load of baloney. I don't know. I think like I think what the Eagles are doing. I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to let him play the season oh, no. out. If he gets injured, they get a discount. If he doesn't get injured and he proves he can stay on the field, they pay him probably a little bit more than they want to, and they bring him back. I think there's a chance they let him walk too, especially if they think Zach Ertz can stay here and keep playing here. Uh, but you know, you got both your tight ends entering the last year of their deal. I don't really know what their plan is, but I would imagine they have some plan that involves either over overspending on Goddard or uh, I, I can't imagine them trading him. It, it didn't make any sense to me to trade Dallas. Goddard. Mm-hmm. No, 
So I, I think that's my read on that. It's like, I'm not too concerned. Either they'll overpay for him or they're going to let him walk. And, and I don't really, maybe they restart negotiations towards the middle of the deal and something gets done after they get some data points on, on the map. Yeah. Now this season's already pretty much a prove it deal for, for Goddard anyway. So there's really no point of trading, trading him. Yeah. Really. I mean, I could also see him getting to the off season. Goddard probably like misses like three or four games has a fine season. He tests the market, doesn't like what out there. The Eagles offer him a long-term deal he doesn't like, and the two sides agree on like a one-year, eight million dollar, ten million dollar deal for him to come back and and have a chance to play uh, for a longer deal. Or I could see them franchising him, honestly, and and going from. I there. think I if anybody's gonna get franchised, it's gonna be Malata. Is my Malata is also the last year of his deal? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I I think they should hammer out a deal. With I think Malata I think right the now. big. The big three, I think, is Goddard, Milata, and Sweat is Barnett. Singleton. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And Sweat Singleton Barnett. too, right? Singleton, yeah, but he's different because he's he's coming off of restricted, restricted. free agency last yeah. year, so he's going to be. I mean, like, I, I think he's fine. They're not. I don't think they're concerned about Singleton, but yeah, those those four guys. I think conversations for the offseason, just something to keep your eye on. Um, but yeah, any other final thoughts, Donovan? Um, let's go Mets. Yeah, good luck with that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um that's been the Behind the Birds podcast, the best Eagles podcast on Instagram, by the way. The only Eagles podcast. The only the only Eagles podcast on Instagram. We are the influencers, not the influenced, if that makes sense. Um this has been Donovan. That has been Nader, and that has been half of Max, whatever we got out of him, but you know, we'll have it fixed next time. But um hopefully yeah, we thanks. get a yeah, hopefully we get a preview show up before uh, Sunday's game. Oh, yeah, not, yeah. We'll um, talk to you next week. Probably, I mean, realistically, the timeline's probably going to be Friday, hopefully. Friday or Saturday, hopefully we get yeah, it. Yeah, hopefully out, we yeah. get we get a preview, and then you'll have we'll have somebody, even if it's one of us on for a post-game, whatever, either yeah, that we might night. Rip- Either yeah. that night or the next next day. Or whatever. We can start ripping solo, solo preview and post if we need to, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, folks. So yeah. Yeah, so uh, take care. Five we'll stars. Thank time. you for the support. We love you all. Oh yeah, leave us some, um, leave us some five stars, obviously, and leave us some from uh, comments because we haven't done a Q and A in a while, and yeah, the season's about to the season's about to start, so we might have to do some questions. So uh, yeah, leave those, and sure. we'll, uh, we'll see you. Uh, see you next time. All right. Peace. Peace. peace, peace.